Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. It's your boy, Aris Dejan, checking in on a Friday. It is Friday, August 6th at 6.05 p.m. It's kind of late in the evening, but I'm going to say... Actually, no, it's pretty early evening, but I'm going to just say we're right on time. I just wanted to touch base with you all. You know the slogan, you are the Who and How Club. I am the Who and How Club, and we are the Who's and How's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. We created this platform so we can have that we mentality. You know what I mean? Uh, life is all about we and who we are and what we do and how we became the who's that we are. Um, so we talk about things, you know, like our journeys to to love, journeys to peace, uh, journeys to self-awareness, everything in between, your journey. A lot of the times people just just pop up in front of us, whether it's on our phones or on our TVs, like, oh, yeah, I like this person. They're famous now. They're our favorite actor or performer. Uh, but we don't know what what it took for them to get to that moment that we're seeing them in that current moment, that current state of, let's say, success or the version of themselves that they are right now. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. This is the show and the platform where we dive deep into those journeys and those um those experiences and perspectives uh, that you've uh, that you've sort of gained throughout your your life from the beginning to the present, and we also talk about what's next for you. You know, what does the future self, your future self, look like after uh, our conversation? So, uh, if you're a first time listener, welcome. If you're a returning supporter and listener, welcome back. Now. Uh, for today, I'm not checking in with you guys. I'm actually going to be sharing these uh, guys and girls. Sorry. I'm going to be sharing my second guest spot uh, of 2021 with you all. Um, today's guest spot uh, comes from a conversation that I had with a very unique individual uh, hailing all the way from down south. Um, he has his own show called The Faithful Film Fanatic, where he uh, reviews uh, movies with guests on his show. Um, and he's a, an up and comer podcaster, you could say. Uh, I love his show. Uh, I had, I had the great opportunity to be a guest on his show and we got to talk about one of my favorite movies. Um, so I'm going to share this episode with all of you. Enjoy. Uh, we sort of pick a movie apart, but he asked some really dope questions, questions that I haven't been asked before when speaking to other individuals. So he was a very curious individual. Um, so shout out to Terry uh, and his show. Uh, you'll get to know him throughout the, the guest spot that I'm going to share with all of you. So enjoy. I will check in with you next week uh, for part one of our Welcome to Forgiveness uh, mini series. All right. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Stay safe. Uh, it's already August. Time is flying by. 2021 is almost done already. Uh, but we're keeping it busy, keeping things busy, keep grinding, staying positive, protect your energy, guard your energy. Like my mentor, Carlos, says, you got to preserve your energy. All right. Shout out to the TQC movement, TQC management, the Quiet Council. Stay quiet and uh, enjoy today's episode. I'll check in with you guys next week. One. Uh, first name is Eris, uh, middle name is Dejan. So I use that as my artist name and host name and everything. So yeah, Dejan. All right. And you're the uh, host of the Who and How Club, a writer, recording artist, and a poet. So what got you uh, interested and passionate about all that stuff? 
Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> it's a loaded question. Um, uh, what got me? I, I I feel like it's always been a part of me, you know, like who I am as a person, like since birth. Like I, I don't look at it as like something I do. It's really just who I am as a person. So creating in some way, shape or form. Like there were things that kind of triggered my art, my yeah. artistic art forms, you know, like I didn't know I could do them until like something happened, let's say, whether it was like heartbreak or, you know, going through, you know, turbulence, tur- turbulent times and stuff like that in my life. And due to those things, it kind of drew me to like writing and expressing myself on paper and poetry in poetry and uh, poetic form, sorry, and music and rapping and stuff. So yeah, it's really just life, life triggers, <laughs> life triggers that kind of got me into that stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, is rap your favorite kind of music? Uh, I like all music. I like listening. It depends on my mood. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't just label myself as a rapper either. I'm just an artist, you know, I, I'll create anything, but even listening and dancing, I'll dance and listen to anything. Um, yeah. What about you? You like hip hop or rap and stuff like that? What do you listen to? Um, I'm not a big rap person. I can never understand what they're saying. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what's your What's your preferred genre? Uh, I like country and Christian pop. Mm, mm, mm. Where are you from? Um, Arkansas. Okay. Okay. So that's down. That's the South, right? Yeah. Way down south. Way down south. <laughs> pardon are you you're in canada i'm in canada yeah 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 i've always uh wanted to see the northern lights it's always been a dream to see that 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 would be a good experience for you man come 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 yeah. come away from the south man you're deep down there man so i'm guessing you've probably seen that a million times right uh yeah yeah exactly exactly what is it like? <laughs> uh, it's just it's an experience, you know. But I guess like like for where you're from, for an example, like what's something that like is like a staple for where you're from? Like what's like the main thing that like everybody does? Or like if I were to visit you, what is that thing in Arkansas that like everyone does or is familiar with? Uh there's a lot of nature. It's um not really a whole lot of really exciting things. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of uh, nature, a lot of beautiful mountains. Uh, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, if I came to Arkansas, it would probably be unique for me. But for you, it's just like a regular day, right? So if you, yeah. if you, came, if you came to Canada and Toronto, like you're going to... You'll do the 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 CN Tower tourist stuff, you know, and it'll be unique to you. But for us, it's like this is where we live, so we have access to yeah. it all the time, you know. So yeah, it's just an experience. I get that. Yeah. Are there any unique uh, stories behind any of your songs? Wow. <laughs> That's a good question. You know what? It's so it's so crazy that um like Terry, the the 
the fact that you're asking me that like yesterday i was thinking about a song that i released like some some years back right and it was like a conceptual song and it was about my relationship with um someone who i consider to be like a brother of mine you know you know what i mean like a big brother and uh that sort of um the ups and downs of being his little brother and stuff like that. I call the song Seasons because, you know, seasons, everything, you know, things change every season for us, whether it's like emotionally, physically, our environment. There's a lot of there's a lot of hidden like depth when it comes to like the change of seasons. You know, we we transform every season as well. So I call the song Seasons and it kind of spoke about just different different moments and uh transitions of like a relationship between my big brother and me being his little brother um the good and the bad so um yeah (laughs) good question i have to uh take listen to that song sometime it sounds really cool definitely yeah i'll send you the song maybe i'll get you into the rap stuff if you know if you like the hard bass beats and stuff maybe it's something you'd like or maybe (laughs) um I've actually started listening to uh, Tom McDonald. You know who that is? No. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's really, really weird. And he dresses really weird. But like some of the stuff he raps is just stuff that people don't really like to be honest with themselves. He's just a very out there, true artist. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like him because of the stuff he says. So he's like very, he's too authentic for some people yeah way too authentic and he's not afraid to step on toes and he uh there's actually a one song he uh recorded where he's telling people that sorry if you don't like me i um i make my own music i'm an independent um artist so you can't get rid of me that easily or something like that yeah (laughs) <laughs> is he uh is he a white rapper black rapper i'm just curious not that it matters white, white? okay is he from is he, <laughs> lots of, uh, tattoos. <laughs> is he from the south is he from the south uh, i'm not sure i don't really know a whole lot about him i'm gonna look him up i'll look yeah. him up. supervisor listens to him a lot at work okay okay yeah i'll look him up i like I like the authentic stuff. That's why I don't really like a lot of the new stuff that are that's out. You know, I like yeah. certain artists that really, just really are that are saying something. You know, with their music and their talent, not just like the generic. It sounds great in the club, but to listen to it on like my iPod or in the car, I can't. I need substance. You know, so he sounds I like somebody that. I would like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ever since you started the uh, Hugh and Wow Club, um, have you ever met a celebrity before? A celebrity? Yeah. Uh, the Who and How Club. The Who and How Club. Um, celebrity. I mean, to, I've before. I haven't had any celebrities on the show yet, but I've I've met a few uh, known people, especially from the city that I'm from. Like speaking of rappers. Um, there's this uh, artist. I'll send you some links to this guy too. But he's like one of our staples. His name is Maestro Fresh West, or Maestro Fresh West. Sorry. And uh, before I started the podcast, I kind of ran into him at like a patio, random patio, and him and I started talking. 
and I asked him if he would be on my show and he said yes and he started I think he thought I meant like right then and there because <laughs> it became like this interview moment between us but I didn't record it and um, we ended up exchanging information but we were talking for so long and he was literally giving me like all the juicy stuff that I would normally ask him on the show so I have his number <laughs> Hopefully he hasn't changed it. And one day, one day, you know, I, I'm going to keep that in my pocket and get him on the show because I think it would mean a lot to the hip hop culture, especially yeah. here in Toronto to have him on the show. But we're, I'm not ready for that yet. That I got to prepare for something like that, you know. So what about you? Uh, no, I'm I uh, met. Uh, do you know who Kurt Cameron is? Kurt Cameron? Yeah, no. from Growing Pains. From Growing Pains, no. Like, the from the show? show? The show Growing Pains? Yeah. No, I don't know who that is. All right. Well, um, it was a, a sitcom back in, like, the uh, 80s. Yeah. He. I know the show. I just don't remember the, the, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he uh, visited a church I uh, went to at one point, and he was, like, a guest speaker. Oh, okay. Is he, from, is he originally from Arkansas? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I think he's from California. He just came through for the Lord? He just came through yeah. for the Lord. Okay. Yeah. I think it was some kind of promotion thing with the church or something. But. Are you big on church? Like church and God and re- yeah, religion? I, uh, yeah, I'm a uh, Christian. I've uh, been, um, been raised in a Christian home my whole life and... Uh, Ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to, was always passionate about serving the Lord and always wanting to um, follow in the Lord's footsteps and be the best follower. And I remember when I was really little, I didn't understand what any of that meant, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm. And either 2006 or 2007, it's like eight years old. I finally got saved and just been doing my best ever since. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's what about you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm again, like uh, today I was walking, I was having, I went for a walk and I was thinking about when I was going to church last year. And what that there was a moment where I kind of broke down with the pastor. It was a new church, you know. My cousin, um, she's big on church, and I wanted to get closer with to my cousin. So I said, you know, let me go to the church. Let me go to the church that she goes to, so that maybe we could build a connection and a relationship with each other, right? And I remember the first couple. I think it was like the second time I went, the pastor called me out, you know, and brought me to the front and everything he kind of said was uh, spot on, you know, and I kind of broke down and stuff and I kept going and stuff. I do believe in God. You know, I do believe I'm, uh, I do believe that I'm connected. You know, I believe in the earth and the, the universe and, you know, the trees and the animals and, you know, just really respecting the ground that we walk on. You know, I cherish all of those things and I pray every day. I don't want to. I, I don't. I can't say that I'm religious because I don't follow. 
I don't know which practices I'm actually following. I do follow my own, whatever I feel in my heart. You know, I speak to God every day. I call him God, but I'm sure there are other names. So, but I do believe if that answers your question. I believe. Yeah. I walk with faith in my heart, you know? So, yeah. All right. So I'm just kind of curious. Your answer kind of confused me a little. So you believe in a God, but like you believe like in your own kind of God, or do you believe like in a Christian God or? (laughs) I think I feel like God is in, I feel like God is in all of us. That's how I feel, you know? So like, yeah, I don't follow. Yeah, I just I think that we have our in in my opinion, you know, I I feel like we all have our own image of what God looks like in our mind and our own personal experiences with God like individually, you know what I mean? Collectively and individually. So, yeah, God's in me, you know, and I speak with God every day, so yeah. Right. Is that the Christian way? I don't know. Is that does that fit under the Christian? Teach me something. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I could be wrong, but like my thought of the Christian way is just showing love to people. Mm. I feel like as a Christian, our job is to show love to each other. And if we're not doing that, then we're not working for God. Mm. We're not doing what God wants us to do because we're supposed to, because no one's going to want to, listen to you if you're not going to show them love no one's going to want to change their ways if you're preaching at them or Mm. um not respecting them yes yes i i i would never disagree with that yeah love's the most important ingredient for sure love yeah i do believe love is the answer to everything for sure love for yourself as well right yeah that's actually uh Something for the longest time I had trouble with just because of different insecurities I had and just growing up. But yeah, for sure. Mm. We'll we'll touch on those insecurities when when we do an episode of you on my show. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we all have insecurities. So definitely. I hear you. I hear you on that for sure. What's the uh, best compliment you've ever received? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, (laughs) You're killing me with these questions. I love these, man. You're you're good. Uh, I spent like an hour hour googling all these questions. Okay, okay. It's a good question. I didn't think of these. Google gave them to me. Uh, Google gave them to you. Okay. Um. Uh. That I. Two things come. Two things came to mind as soon as you said that. Um. Uh. That I never. I never stop. Like I never give up. And when I say, like, let's say today I tell you, like, hey, you know what? I have this idea that uh, I want to, um, I want to start my own, I don't know, podcast. <laughs> Just as an exa- as an example. But let's say today is like it is the day that it is. It's 2021, and I say it to you. You hear it, we have the conversation, but maybe a week from now or a couple months, you don't see that podcast uh, formulate. Right. You might see me a year from now and that podcast has been created, right? So it's like, 
whenever I say something, it's gonna and it's something that I set my heart out to do. Like I always do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes to 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 get that plan off the ground. Like you'll see Eris doing what he said he was gonna do like a year ago or like the last time you spoke to him. So that those are compliments that I've heard from people that I I appreciate. I guess you know. Yeah, that's good. How would your uh, parents describe what you do for a living with your podcast? Uh, my mom. I don't know my father, so there, he's not really involved. But if if uh, if I were to speak from my mother's perspective, um, she understands that my goal is really like for self-expression and to promote that, right? Um, yeah. And just speaking with people and bringing different walks of life, everyday everyday people, to a platform and creating a platform and a safe space for people to speak and share pieces of themselves, you know. So, I think I think what I do now kind of stems from like the teachings of my mom growing up, you know. Like she taught me how to express myself and the importance of it, even in moments when I could, I didn't, I felt like I wasn't able to. Um, she always taught me to find a way. So I found a way during my teenage years, you know, and I always wanted to share this with people, like just different ways of how to express yourself, you know, and share each other's stories. We all have a story. We all have, we're all, we're all alive. You know what I mean? So, but we're just experiencing things in different ways, different times, but I'm sure we could find some similarities, uh, to each other's stories, right. And each other's, uh, journeys. So, that's really the focus. So yeah, she would, she would kind of acknowledge those things. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, that's a really good answer. <laughs> thanks. thanks. Um, what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? You're killing me today. Wait till when you come on my show, I'm going to give you some hard hitting ass questions. Right? I'm just warning you from now. So you're killing you're killing me with these. But repeat, repeat the question. Repeat the question. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? What should you ask me that you didn't know enough to ask? I can see how that'd be a difficult one. <laughs> huh. Do you want to skip that? Please, please, please. Because I want there, the route that I do want to take that, like I'm in a positive mood today, so I don't want to get into an depression and into a depressive mood today. Because I was going to focus on like my father's stuff and all of that. And I, I speak a lot about that on the show already. And with fa- right. with Father's Day just passing, I've I've had a lot of conversations about this father stuff and the state that I'm in with when it comes to that. So, um, it, I feel like that kind of has put some sort of dent in my childhood. But I'm working on letting it go and just accepting my life the way it is and who I am. And even though I don't know a piece of where I come from, you know, like no name, no nothing about my father, then. I got to be okay with that, you know? So, yeah. 
I'm working on that. All right. You know your father? Yep. And and your mother as well? Both your parents? Yeah. I actually uh, still live with them at the moment. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Cool. What's that? I'm just I'll I'll ask this. What's the your relationship like with your parents? Uh I I would say it's good. It hasn't always been good. Um, we don't always get along, and I sometimes have problems holding on to things that I need to learn to let go. Mm. Um, my mom actually homeschooled me for a couple years, and that that uh, she was doing it because I wasn't getting education at school and I just held so much uh, resentment to her, even though she didn't deserve that for a while because I didn't really like her being my teacher. Mm. It was kind of uh, weird. Your um, teacher being your mom. And after you're done, <laughs> with your mom being a teacher all day, you can't really complain about your teacher to your mom because <laughs> your mom's your teacher. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. I understand. Um, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Is that too hard of a question? <laughs> Get that if we need to. No, no, no. Um, fuck. <laughs> Excuse my language, sorry. <laughs> There's so many. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, this this is going to sound corny. I don't even think people misunderstand this about me, so never mind, but... Oh, there there have been moments where I guess people think that I won't. There have been moments that kind of stick out in my mind that like. Where I'm supposed to stick up for myself. Right. And people might think that I won't in those moments, you know. Right. Or they think that I'm I'm weak because I don't in that moment. But really, I'm actually choosing to to remove myself from the situation or not address something like it's not that I'm not able to stick up for myself or incapable of doing so. It's just, I do pick my battles and I think people don't realize how many battles I do really pick to fight, but I like confrontation and I like to go to war about things that I am truly passionate and believe in, but it's the people that I look at that like, is this a person I even want to waste an argument on or a debate with or you know so they might look at that as like oh we won over Eris like yeah he's not gonna fight this one and but it's really me deciding to be like nah I don't even want to to even you know go go through this battle with you so I remove myself and accept it and deal with it in my own way and that might look like weakness to some people or they they don't really know what's really going on like the decisions that i've made so that i can coexist or they could coexist like i have this mentality and maybe it's an egotistical thing but like i'm not here stuck with you 
you're stuck you're stuck with me <laughs> it's it's not it's not me with i could operate in any i'm i'm fine i'm fine and however this goes but if i if i open my mouth then i don't know but people are people you know you can't change people people will see things the way they do from their perspective and you will from your own and you just got to find a middle ground sometimes you know and yeah. So yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's something I've been having to learn is you can't control people. You can't. You can't. You can't. Do you think you could control yourself? Like is it like yeah. you can't control people only yourself? Right. Do you feel like that? Or do you feel like you also can't control we can't control ourselves either? I mean I feel like you can control yourself with like self discipline, but mm. there's certain everyone has weaknesses, and those weaknesses will make it harder for you to have self control until you get strengthened in that area. I guess. Mm. I agree. What advice would you give someone wanting to uh, do a podcast or pursue a career similar to yours? Um, the advice I would give would be to I, I would say immerse yourself into like the community. Right. You know, like if we're if we're talking about podcast podcasting specifically, I would say immerse yourself into the community or in any art form, you know, like before I knew much about podcasting, what I did was I went to podcasting events, you know, I went to like a we have this thing in Toronto called Podcamp. So it's like a um uh what would you call it? Not a not a seminar. There's another term I'm looking for. It's like an event, though, like a yearly event, you know, and it brings con, but for podcasts in a sense. Yeah. But it's like a camp too. like you're you're it's like a three day event where you're really getting to know like you get to go to different sessions and stuff like that that are happening simultaneously. You get to choose which ones you want to attend. And there are some taste makers in the room or in the building. There are independent people folks you know people from different uh pockets of the field and whether it's the tech side or the storytelling side or the blog side or whatever and um yeah i just went to learn you know and to make connections and to soak up before i even brought this idea to life i had the idea but i knew i needed to learn about it so my advice would be to Im um immerse yourself into the community and whether it's online, you know, finding some groups and like Facebook groups and and joining some podcast stuff because there are always questions being answered in those types of groups um, and ask questions, you know, and just learn about the thing that you want to pursue first. You know, it could be in you for sure, but there are some there are some technical things that you're going to need to know and learn about. And most of those things you'll learn on the way. But. Um, I think immersing yourself into the community to be a part of something, to feel like you're, you know, I think that's important and that's what I've done. So, yeah. Who are the uh, most um, influential people to you? 
or who have been the most influential to you? I'll be honest with you. Like when I look at that, um, I look at like different moments in my life. Like it's not like an ongoing thing, right? Like people who have been most influential to me, um, like those, that title has changed numerous times. Like someone could have been so influential to me during my teenage years and then they weren't after the fact, you know? Like I, th- I feel like people play a role in your life for many reasons, whether they're people you know or people you don't. Um, so I'd like to speak uh, to like uh, people right now in my life that are most influential to me are like uh, my manager, um, Car- Carlos. Uh, he's he's the manager for uh, the Quiet Council, which is like uh, this podcast management agency that we're he's sort of like spearheading and launching. And um, he's been a mentor to me like in my life. But we're now I've known him for so long and now we're finally getting to do things that we always spoke about in the past that we wanted to do, like, you know. Um, but he always guided me in some way, shape or form. We would have conversations. So. He's really influential. Uh, he's key in my life right now. Like we're really doing some stuff and having some, pl- we have plans. Like he knows about us meeting today and he's like, yeah, go man, like have fun. Like meet with, t- with the- like I said, I sent him the cover art to your show and he's like, yo, that's so sick. You know, like he's just like, a- he's just a cool guy. Like he's just out, he's. He, he kind of, he was done. He was finished with managing and doing stuff, you know, and I kind of pulled him out of it and back into the game. And, and now we're, we're having fun. So, um, my sister as well is pretty influential. She's having her first child, you know, that's, that's going to be born next month. And, you know, she's been through so much and, uh, I realized like she kind of like she kind of inspires me to just never like give up, you know, and just keep on going and do whatever the hell I want to do with no limits, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then like there are some artists and stuff that I look up to, you know, like Jay-Z and people within the industry that I look up to and listen to a lot and get that inspiration from. So, yeah. What's uh, been the biggest failure in the last year, and why do you think it happened? Uh, f- biggest failure, I would say, in the past year was uh, my last relationship that I had with someone. Uh, it was a fail. It was like a... It was a gift and a curse kind of thing, you know? The way it ended, I don't think it should have ended that way. Um, The way that it did, and I had a lot to do with it, and so did that person. So it was just like a, it wasn't a good situation, you know what I mean? But when you look, I'm starting to look at failures as wins now in life. Like anything we look at as a failure, it's not really a loss or failure, it's a win. Like everything is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. You're only going to gain from the things that you're going through. You're never going to fail. You know, you're you're going to learn. You're going to learn from what you're going through. You're not going to fail. You don't fail. You gain something from that moment. You know, like recently I had an interview with an organization and um, 
the first screening the screening for the position went well the second the first the, the first official interview went well the second interview i bombed you know and i i was beating myself up about it but i i learned so much in that moment like about myself like do i even want to do this like do i even want to be work here like why am i really doing it like i started you gain you gain from your losses so to speak so that's those are a couple of things that kind of stick out but yeah those are some uh, really good mentality good way to look at things it's hard <laughs> it's difficult it's diff- it's very difficult like it's easier said than done but when you when you put things into perspective and take a moment to yourself you know terry like i feel like you could really yeah, you can put things into pers- things will be put into perspective if you give yourself some time to just just feel feel what you're feeling. Take some time to yourself, you know what I mean, and just pick the situation apart and don't do things out of impulse, you know? Like really just take a moment, step outside of yourself. Like some of us aren't able to do that. We're so embroiled in what we have going on in our lives and we're so involved is that we can't never we can never step out of that to look from the outside looking in at yourself like what am i going through what why am i doing this why am i whatever whatever um and i think that's important and asking god for like you know some guidance asking your your guides and your your protectors for some guidance you know in moments where you feel lost so yeah So, um, <laughs> before uh, this weekend, have you ever watched the uh, movie Training Day before? Oh, I love Training Day. Training Day is like one of my favorite films of all time. I watched it when I was really little, and I didn't like it because I didn't understand it. But mm. I went back and watched it, and it was really good. Why do you feel like you didn't understand it at that time? Well, no, I feel like as a kid, you kind of live in a box and you don't really know much outside of that box. Yes. And you don't really, if you don't know something, you can't really understand it. Mm. So, so what kind of, um, what kind of understand i'll let you obviously lead right i don't want to mess up the flow but i'm just i like i i I like this this uh acknowledging like not understanding and then understanding i like i like that are you are you um like okay you mentioned the box so like when did you get out that box so that you could gain the understanding, whether it's about this movie or anything, you know? Well, um, well I feel like for me, I feel like I'm always in sort of like a box because there's always something I don't know. Mm. There's always something trying to understand. Mm. Or sometimes I put myself in a box by maybe thinking too hard about something yes are you still are are there like multiple boxes like that are like categorized like you know this is my insecurity box this is my uh 
communication box and where I stand in those boxes, like different boxes for different reasons kind of thing? I don't know. I really gave it much thought. I I guess maybe you're just all a mess. I don't know. I never really gave it much thought. Mm. But um, something I thought was interesting going back and watching Training Day, something that they uh, focus a lot on through the movie is different um, corrupted cops, corrupted uh, police men, and then uh, street life and living on the streets. Yes. Um, with all the uh, corruption that's been happening and coming out here lately, I kind of I kinda understood it a little bit more. I felt like the um, movie sort of drew that gray line of good cop and bad cop. Yes, yes. Do, do you feel <clears> – <throat> I was thinking about this before we got on the call. Like, um, it, Do you feel like uh, Alonzo is like he's bad, but he's good? He's good, but he's bad? Like, do you feel that element with him when it comes to his character? When it comes to his character, his character scares the the jigas out of me. <laughs> I would not. As a, if he I was a real person, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not someone you want to come across. But is he is he making the system? Yeah, no, he's really bad. Yeah, he's evil. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. Because I'm thinking about the system, right? Like the system is is already messed up. Is he making the system work for him, or is he just a bad person? Well, the fact that you said that is kind of interesting because Denzel Washington's portrayal of Alonzo was actually based off a, a, a corrupted cop in real life. Wow. Um, rap. Theo Harris. I don't know if I'm saying that guy's name right. Raphael. He was Raphael Paris. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, Denzel's very, very uh, convincing in his portrayal of a bad cop. <laughs> yes, but I, th- um, I think this is. This is what he finally won an Oscar for. He finally won an Oscar for this role, I think. And uh, I think there was a lot of hoopla around that because they felt like, oh, he had to be crooked. Like, this is a great actor. And, and, oh, the time that he plays something really bad is when they award him, you know? But Denzel's been doing great movies prior to that. But he does. He does play it really well. There was like I I try to think about other movies he's been like sort of like a bad guy in, and uh, yeah. American American. Do you remember yeah. American Gangster? Did you watch that one? No, I have not seen that one yet. Okay, yeah, he's Frank. Out. He's playing. He's portraying Frank Lucas, uh, who was like a a big drug dealer in New York and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> I think you would like that one. So I guess he's kind of being a bad guy in that one, but yeah, nothing beats his character in Training Day. So something I was thinking about as I was watching this movie 
is I felt like the uh, writers didn't really do a good enough job of showing Denzel before he was a corrupted cop. Yeah. Because I felt like they hinted at it here and there, but they never really showed it. Yeah. And there's actually a deleted scene I looked up. I haven't watched it, but I read that there's a deleted scene that shows him as a cop before he was corrupted, and I kind of wish that was in the movie. I felt like that could have worked a lot more. Mm, I want to look that up. But, you know, I'm thinking, Terry, like, I don't think... Because the movie's called Training Day. And, right. and it took me a long time to realize that the film was all occurring in one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, if we're talking about understanding versus not understanding. When I was little, I didn't... Re- that was something that I didn't realize, right? And I didn't understand. Right. So... I feel like if they showed us anything outside of that day, they would have to change the title of the movie because it's not training day, you know? Like, everything picks, up, everything picks up from the morning to the night. It's the longest day of life. I would not want to live that day. No. Off- Officer Hoyt? <laughs> I feel like um, Officer Hoyt is quite uh, stupid for not, like, getting away sooner. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, man? Like, what what... How badly, how bad do you really want this? You know, like the devil. I feel like he kind of represents the devil and temptation. You know? Denzel? Yeah. Like if you look yeah. at the interactions between Hoyt and and, and Alonzo, it looks like right. the devil tempting, using temptation to like a, a human being, you know, like maybe that, I don't know. That's something that I took away from it in the in the past, you know, like. What do you think? That's a good way to say Like, what do you think? Like, like Hoyt wants something so badly that he's willing to do, follow this devil around and, and, and take his guidance, you know? Yeah, I mean, that happens in the real life, too. Like, especially in Hollywood, people are willing to give up all kinds of parts of themselves just so they can be famous. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. There's this concept of like selling your soul to the devil for like, yeah, the things that you want or whatever, for fame, for glory and whatever. Yeah. Like with the whole um, Harvey Weinstein thing that happened years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Some of the women like, yeah, the alleged, uh, you know, yeah, he would use that that power to give them what they wanted and they would. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird, man. It's weird. There's a person wants something. They see the person that could give it to them, but at what cost, right? Right. So I feel like both people have a role to play in that. You know what I mean? Like, but no one should be taken advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Never. So. Um. Something that um, was on the news that's been going on just recently. You still there? I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. All right. That's all good. Something that uh, just happened recently on the news I learned about was this uh, sheriff in Wellnote County, which is the county I live in. He um, 
shot and killed this uh, 17 year old mm. for um, basically this 17 year old was working on clean um, trying to fix his car or something to do with his car and he was doing something illegal and I guess he didn't know what he was doing that was illegal and um, the uh, sheriff pulled into the driveway and thought that the 17-year-old was holding a gun, but it was just an oil can. Jeez. And the, the sheriff shot the 17-year-old kid. Jesus, man. And so I was just thinking of different corrupted cops and several stories like that, like that one. And uh, with the movie Training Day, how would you like draw the line of where what's too much power um what what's um you get what i'm trying to say <laughs> um the uh, gray line uh, good and bad yeah well I've, like when we look at the world i feel like they're like how do we depower something that is put into place to have power like whether right. we like it or not um, the structures that be, you know, police have that power. And that's what Alonzo is consumed by. He's consumed by the power he has or was given. He thinks he's untouchable. You know what I mean? So, and he gets a rude, a rude awakening at the end, right? right. Um, so, what is power? What is power? Who who has true power? What is what does power look like? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right? Like, it's it's sad to hear that that story that you just shared, man. Like, some people have the wrong. Ha, some people have power and they shouldn't. You know. Right. So it could be an individual thing. How do you use your power? Like you have to acknowledge first that you have power and then that's when you choose which side you stand on with that power that you wield. I think we all have power in some way, shape, or form. Some of us don't right. some of us don't realize it, some of us don't embrace it, some of us don't utilize it. Um or we don't acknowledge the fact that if we do have power, we have to use it in in and we have to choose a side with that power, you know? So we see we see the duality between, like, Hoyt's power and, like, I feel like Hoyt's character in the end, he reclaims power, his power. Like, right. I, don't, I, I think he was very powerless throughout the movie until the moment he decides that he's going to reclaim the power that he should have or whatever, you know? Like... He was very powerless throughout the film until a certain point. And then he's like, no, I have the power to take this guy down and throw a monkey wrench into his operation and stuff like that. So you see both both, both different kinds of power, good power and bad power being utilized right. differently yeah, in different ways. Do you agree? Like, what do you think? Oh, I, I, I 100% agree. I was just uh, thinking about what you were saying, and that was really interesting because I was remembering uh, reading that that wasn't the way the um, 
movie was originally supposed to end or that scene wasn't originally supposed to be in the in the movie really actually uh denzel washington fought everyone involved in the film and the studio to make sure that his character does end up Dying. getting consequences for his actions mm. he did not want to send the wrong message of i i'm going to do this and I'm unstoppable. He wanted there to be consequences to his character's actions. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. Well then, oh, I like okay, okay, okay. So this is uh this is a good question. So when you think about that, um does that does that make you feel like anything bad on this like he's trying to show us that when you're bad, you won't survive. You you only have like a certain length to survive within that bad, right? But in the right. end, all the bad that you've done will catch up to you and you get you get what's coming to you, so to speak. So do you feel right. like in the world that we live, like that's that's the fact? Like bad people they they'll exist or the bad that they do will exist for a certain period of time, but eventually that's not gonna end well for those who are truly bad. I believe that. I believe in uh, karma. I feel like the uh, devil will use the time while the person looks unstoppable and make it look like the uh, guy will never have to suffer any consequences. But I believe everyone has what's coming to them eventually. Mm. Just got to wait for the right timing, I guess. Yeah. I don't feel true evil lasts long. There's no longevity in true evil <laughs> or wreaking havoc on the world that we live, you know, or towards people like, no, right. that's why the devil needs that. They need people to kind of make those deals with him and be bad because the devil won't survive without that. Right. But again, it does. He it, knows, pardon? He knows his days are numbered. <laughs> They're temporary. They're temporary, yeah. so he keeps needing to feed himself or itself to, you know, to to survive. But, yeah, it never lasts. So, yeah, I feel you. So, also, this film deals a lot with living on the streets and the street life. And I'm not very educated about that stuff, but... You, um, I was listening to an episode of the Who and Wild Club, and you work with a lot of uh, homeless people, correct? I do. I do work with. Uh, I do work in the homeless sector. Yeah. Do you feel like this movie uh, did that just as it made it feel realistic? Um, I do think about that. I do think about that um that moment with the the homeless people in the uh you remember in the alley in the alleyway yeah yeah um no no not all homeless people are rapists you know not all homeless people are you know I I that part didn't and I'm not saying I'm not saying this from a biased perspective I'm just saying that 
it's just fact you know that's just like a moment those those people are those people were unique to that situation or that scene in the movie but um you know one it's hard for me to talk because one of my one of the the folks that um I work with she just died 2 days ago uh we Sorry had about we had a client that that died from an overdose 2 days ago um so yeah we're just kind of dealing with that at the moment um yeah you know i've seen i've met people from all walks of life in the sector that i work in so yeah it it ranges so yeah something i uh didn't understand until i watched the movie a couple times and did some research was uh you remember that snail joke at the beginning of the movie snail yeah the uh, uh roger is telling them a snail joke yes 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 i don't well, rem- I, I don't remember i don't remember the the full the the breakdown but i do remember the snail joke well i uh don't remember the whole joke but i didn't know that the joke was symbolically representing surviving the streets mm um, on IMDB, it kind of dug into that. It said that uh, symbolically in the joke, the man represents the streets and the snail represents just a random person falling victim to the streets. The size difference between the two represents how small we are, showing how easy it is for the streets to tear you apart and not think about it. So the snail moves so slow that it, it's going to embrace and get get swarmed by the streets because it's moving so slow through it. It can't just it can't just like pass the streets. It has to it's it moves such at a slow pace that it's in it's in the streets. It by the time it comes out, it will be a part of the streets. Right. Kind of thing, right? Am I understanding yeah. that what right or I, I believe so, yeah. Huh. But what, so if that's symbolic in that, like, what is it, who is he, what is the, uh, who is the snail in the story? Is he saying Hoyt's the snail, or is he saying Alonzo's the snail, or? Well, from the movie's perspective, I'd almost feel like Hoyt would be the snail. Yeah. And at one point, Alonzo had to have been the snail mm-hmm. before he became the man. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. It's like, it's not, it's, yeah, it's like not, oh my God, that's deep, man. It's like <laughs> foreshadowing in a way, but like, it's like Roger is telling, it's like it's, he's warning him. And if you remember in that scene, Alfonso tells Hoyt that it's bullshit. It doesn't mean anything, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> huh. I got to go. I have to go watch that scene, that specific scene. And then the kind of messed up part is, well, you know what happens to Roger. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, I hate that part. That part saddens me. Roger seemed like a really good guy. But... 
the interesting thing about this movie that I like so much is it felt so violent, but only like two people actually die in the whole movie. Like, I don't know how it felt so dark and violent, but it did and it worked really well. Yeah, only two people died, Roger and Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> very it gritty. Very like gritty. It felt like it was more <laughs> very gritty. Very gritty. It's it's Antoine Fuqua and David Ayer's writing. Like, you know, like I really wish they would uh collaborate again on things yeah. because David Ayer has become like a director and some of his movies, when he shoots them, they look, they have kind of like that grittiness, that training they had, you know, like, but I right. wish I would, I would love to see a collaboration between them two again, man. Like, have you ever watched end of watch? I do not, but I actually do have it in my life. But I just haven't watched it yet. Watch. I got it. Watch it. Lots of movies. Oh, you got a library there. Yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch end of watch brother. Cause that's David. That's David Ayer as well. I think that was like after. I think that's his first movie he directed after the whole Training Day stuff. Cause he was more writing, but like he did Suicide Squad. He did End of Watch. He did Bright, which is like that that Will Smith uh, kind of superhero fantasy movie on Netflix. It's a oh, I watched that. That was kind of odd movie, but yeah, <laughs> very uh, very <laughs> odd, but yeah. There's that grittiness. You feel like you're in like a training day universe in a sense, like the way the MCU and the Marvel stuff, but it's not training day, obviously, but you just feel like end of watch is the closest thing I feel that's to that. But yeah. check it out. Like, we should talk about that at some point too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Terry, I hate to I hate to cut this short, but it's four ten. And I gotta right. Yeah, I gotta go to I, I don't wanna be late for this other thing but mm-hmm. i want us to how what, what are your thoughts how do we is there a way you want to end, end this off or maybe this will be part one of a two-parter or what what do you what are you thinking what are your thoughts it don't matter to me either way uh we could either do a part one and part two or just kind of cut it up here it don't really matter uh if you want to talk more about the film then we can do it in two parts uh yeah do you have more that you wanted to touch on for for training day uh not a whole lot more but i could probably think of a lot more stuff if we want to uh do another video another audio all right so why don't we okay so we can make this part one and then part two because we want to do gladiator right we're going to do gladiator right so we whatever you had left for training day you could bring it into that and then we will transition into gladiator on part two, if you agree, okay. if you agree, it's your show, right? I want uh, to phone. Then uh, part three, we could do the end of watch since you yes. like that movie a lot. Yes, yes, yes. I'll re- I'll rewatch it as well. It'll force me to rewatch it. All right. Thank you so much for um, letting me have you today. It was a lot of fun, Terry. It was amazing. I appreciate it. Um, we're gonna touch base offline, and then figure this out. Because are you releasing this episode? Anytime soon? Uh, like, will this be coming out in the upcoming week? Uh, I was thinking about uploading it uh, next Monday. I try. I like having my episodes upload Monday night. Monday night. And so okay. Next uh, 
So July fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That I'll uh, I'll do the same. I'll I'll post it within your week as well, and then we just cross promote it. And yeah, that makes sense. We'll we'll post part one that week. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually uh, started the whole YouTube thing. I've been uh, trying to take my old audios and putting them on YouTube. Oh, send me a link. Send me a link to it. I'll subscribe and then you subscribe to mine and we'll keep in touch on that stuff. And then, yeah, we'll plan part two. All right. Thank you so much. Terry, it was great speaking with you. Thanks so much. No problem. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right. We'll text. (laughs) Yes. Cheers. I don't have a cup. I have my wallet here. So cheers. Hey, give give me. Yeah. Just take it. Take it. All right. We'll talk offline. All right. Thanks. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.